Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Happy New Year. It's 2023. We're off to the races. It's Friday, and it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, or in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice and a sounding board for everyone's business leaders, advocating on their behalf, their employees too. I believe very strongly in sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. So every single Friday, you can find me right here on talkradio.nyc doing just that, lending what's left of my mind and my voice to this radio show where I interview SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. One thing that I've noticed over the years, everyone, some of the best thought leadership for SMBs actually happens on Friday, right about the time we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're also anxious to start the weekend, myself included. I'm no different. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked. They're forgotten in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on the show, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity, and we discuss popular topics that are on the minds of business leaders and their advisors. Once again, the name of the show, not just to play on words. My last name means free in German. little fun fact for you guys to start out 2023, in case you didn't know that. First things first. We need to wish your boy and mine, the nonprofit sector connector, Tommy DeMisa, Tommy D, a very happy birthday. He just wrapped up his show, Philanthropy and Focus, right before me. Hell of a guy. Very happy birthday to you, my friend. Hope you enjoy your birthday and the weekend. I hope you guys enjoyed the holidays and the new year. I sure as hell did. I got to do lots of different things that I enjoy. I went to Vermont with some friends and some special guests from our shows in 2021. Lots of time with the family. Went skiing and got my younger daughter on skis for the first time after some brief hesitation, which I had no doubt was going to happen. I hung with my buddy Sean from California and also special guest from last year, Tom Brewer from T2 Green, the Indoor Golf Academy, for some of those awesome fish concerts at Madison Square Garden. But what I did feel like I did the most, everyone, was eat and drink, especially when I was in Vermont with the family. We had brunch We had coffee fresh from the roasters. I had Chinese food on Christmas like a good Jewish boy. I had apple cider donuts, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, a few glasses of bourbon potentially. But we capped off the whole trip at this place called the Prohibition Pig. It's a restaurant serving whole hogs, fresh beer, lots of booze, just a beautiful Vermont spot. I got this T-shirt from there, and I... I thought it was very appropriate for the show here today. Quick shout out to Pro Pig. A little excessive. I might have taken it too extreme. Kind of felt like I ate more like a bear instead of a pig, but very relevant to our topic of discussion today, which is all about discovery over dieting in 2023. It's officially a new year, a time which is referred to as diet season. Every January, people around the world, they get geared up for their new year, new you types of resolutions. They jump on the latest trends, and often they last just a few weeks before they resume old habits. Or if you're me, maybe like a few days. I saw this meme about January during the week, and I had to put it up. I thought it was phenomenal. By the fourth day, sleeping on the floor instead of working out. Uh, But nutrition advice is often complicated, misunderstood, and simply not sustainable. And as a result, millions of people suffer with their relationship between food, body, and self. Fatigue, anxiety, depression, headaches, an all-or-nothing mentality, constant hunger, persistent thoughts of food and body, binge restriction, shame and guilt. All of these types of thoughts are around food. It's no way to live. Well, 
Our special guest today has helped thousands of clients understand the truth about nutrition, shift their mindset, and feel better about themselves. Talk is cheap. We're on talkradio.nyc. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal, once again, let's use the insight we get today and create some more impact on Monday morning. It's far too often the folks that I work with, the SMBs, they're focused on the product that's going to solve their problems, or for today's purposes, the particular diet program, if you will. The shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand is going to solve all their problems all the time. One thing I see out there consistently, products change every single day in everything we do. No substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first. Keep an eye on the prize by executing a great process that will help you achieve your goals. As long as you do that, the right products will be there. They change every day. Everything begins and ends with the people. So, in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, very excited for our discussion today. We're chatting with Lauren Dorman, registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator at Don't Diet Dietitian LLC. Not the easiest name to say, but I love the concept. It's beautiful. So Lauren is a nutrition therapist who's had 20 years of experience working alongside children and adults who struggle with body image and self-esteem, as well as disordered and emotional eating issues. Also a certified diabetes educator. After graduating from Penn State University, where she earned a bachelor's degree in nutrition, she obtained her master's in nutrition from Rutgers University. Lauren, again, the owner of the company through which she offers both individual and group counseling for small, medium-sized businesses as well. In addition to speaking regularly at webinars, conferences, and wellness business events, she provides professional development workshops for local schools. Lauren's mission is to improve clients' mental, physical, and emotional well-being. She believes that everyone deserves to have access to a registered dietitian, an expert in nutrition science who can help navigate nutrition misinformation, teach sustainable health habits, and focus on a self-care behavioral, behavioral approach toward healing one's relationship with food, mind, and body. I love it. She's the best person to speak with about the topic. She's also a friend of my wife, and I grew up with her husband, so we need to make sure this is absolutely awesome today. As you can expect, uh, we're going to discuss my favorite questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And the artist who plays it. Uh, joining me from my home turf here in Monmouth County, New Jersey, the Don't Diet dietitian herself, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So the first time we talked about doing this was when we were on a food tour uh, with Nice Guy Tours with Dante Mercadante, who actually was on the show last year as well. Uh, we're stuffing our faces talking about it, but I, I, we always knew this was going to happen. So we're kicking off 2023. Everyone's talking about diet season. I love the idea of discovery before dieting. Tell us a little bit about how you got where you are today. Okay, sure. So I'm lucky and fortunate that when I was young, I was about 11 years old, I knew that I wanted to be a dietitian. I didn't know exactly what a dietitian was at 11 years old, but I knew that I had this interest in food and health um, by, you know, reading the magazines that were out. Even the teen magazines had a lot of information about nutrition and health. And um, I guess I just wanted to make people feel good and be healthy. That's all I really knew in sixth grade, right? You don't really know that much about applying on, you know, what exactly... Uh, my life would look like as a dietitian. So um, I did end up going to college for nutrition at Penn State. And um, after Penn State, after I graduated, I did my internship and I started at Monmouth Medical Center. 
And I did about four years on the regular units there. So I would work on the cardiac floor, the pediatric floor, the um, oncology floor. And I just got a really good baseline knowledge of nutrition therapy for every disease state that's out there. And then I realized I want to specialize in something. And what I realized is I liked the aspect of diabetes because diabetes is not just about nutrition. There's a whole component and there's a lot that affect, a lot of factors that affect blood sugar control. So when I, I went and I obtained my certified diabetes educator certificate, and then I moved into the diabetes center, I worked with a pediatric endocrinologist. And I, so I worked with both adults and children with diabetes. So fast forward, I did that for about 15 years and fast forward to September, 2018, my sister called me and she told me that my niece has cancer. My little two-year-old niece has neuroblastoma. And from that point on, my life changed. And I realized that health wasn't guaranteed in this one life that we have. And my career path, like it, it just didn't feel aligned to me anymore. I knew that there was like this, like this passion in me to do a little bit more with healing and um, making people feel good. So um, I wanted to more inspire and impact people in this one life that we have. So that's pretty much where Don't Diet Dietitian came from in 20, October of 2020. Um, I started the company and really I didn't realize how how good clients could feel on the emotional, physical, and um, you know, mental level of everything because I never did that when I was dietitian at the hospital. I focused more on the what, not the why and the how. Well put, so, for sure. Yeah, I, uh... that's where I am today, and now I'm trying to impact more companies and more therapists and schools. So I want to impact at a really large level as well as the one-on-one -on -one client because I think those group programs and the wellness workshops, they do transform people if they really yeah. implement some of the strategies. Right we, we share a lot of similar thought and I'm happy to hear that you'd like to make a large scale impact. When I started the show, September of 2020, right before you started the company, from Weekend Insight to Monday Impact was always the idea. So we're going to talk about some some great thoughts here today and really make some good, you know, memorable content that people really need to take something away with. But, you know, this this topic is so prevalent this time of year. Everybody wants to, you know, they, they join the gym, they go once, they never go again. They, they try to eat better for five minutes. Like I I said already, it's like I'm not dieting yet. Like I, I, I love food. I'm an animal. I'm a carnivore lately. I'm just coming off of a great time in Vermont eating all this stuff. But... I do need to moderate a little bit and I need to make some better habits. And a lot of times that's more of what I find it to be about. But in order to really make some good habits that and you know be responsive and have a good conditioned system for yourself, I, I do find that you need somebody to really help you along with that. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that's I don't you know a lot of what we're gonna talk about today, and I'm very excited about it. But I just I, I want to see if you feel this way. I can't shake the feeling that a lot of the 
the diet programs and and you know types of supplements and things that people take are just it's just a straight up kind of product pushing discussion it's not a magic wand and a lot of people will put ultimate blind faith into it do you see that oh yes <laughs> all the time right, so i'm not crazy well I mean, it's a sliding scale but that's why i have my job right because of the all of the nutrition misconceptions in the world and i have to help people navigate that right so yeah. Registered dietitians are the food experts, and we translate that nutrition science into practical solutions. Like, I like that thought a lot, translating the science into practical solutions, because yeah. you know, it might not be the easiest thing in the world to explain all of your training and whatnot to people, but you know, when you can have practical application and give people a story of this is how you should look at things, it's, it's a lot easier to digest, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I debunk myths and I, you know, debunk things about weight and health. I actually have this nutrition myth busting. <laughs> and we go through that because society doesn't teach health the right way. It's a, it's a little different than my turning point mug, which is uh, another spot for me to just stuff myself with brunch, which quick shout out to my one of my best friends, Matt Alcon, who one of the owners of Turning Point, but actually sent me this picture this morning on location from one of his restaurants. So not necessarily about better foods, but better habits. And we're going to talk all about it with Lauren Dorman. We come back from this break with Lauren Dorman, the Don't Diet Dietitian. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's 2023. And it's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Lauren Dorman from Don't Diet Dietitian, LLC, registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator. Some great stuff from Lauren here right off the bat. Very excited to have the rest of the conversation with you, my friend. So before we get into the method behind Lauren's madness, just want to sit out by my fire pit, which actually been kind of warm out here as of late, considering it's January. But just to give some quick perspective, you know, we were talking just now in the in the first segment here about, you know, taking your training as a registered dietitian you know, looking at each respective situation and applying a practical solution to it. You know, great process. A lot of times that's not what people are doing. They're going, you know, hardcore out, you know, joining the gym, go once or twice, try to over-exercise for a little bit and then completely kaput. They'll go to some particular diet product that has its own food, its own app, its own tracking system, its own whatever, and they're completely focused on that. And yet they they don't really have the necessary guidance from somebody like yourself. I mean, I've, I've used this analogy a number of times. We have so much access to information out there that it's very tempting for people to go online and find a map and a compass through the wilderness. When in reality, what you need is a guide through the wilderness. If you really want to take a journey and become a healthier you and create better habits, which I really do because I have uh, a lot of habits that could be considered unhealthy. But uh, I also like to have a good time. But it's, you know, everything in moderation and, and food is no different. There's no such thing as bad food. There might be such things as bad diet programs where people try to cram a certain product and, and methodology down your throat. But I think that's what we're here to talk about, really, is some of the misinformation and myths that get debunked, you know, in the act of trying to discover instead of just cramming into a diet. So, Lauren, this is the method part of the show, the science behind what you do. Obviously, we're not going to train everyone to be dietitians like yourself with your type of experience. But the idea of, you know, what does a registered dietitian do and how does it differ from some of the other folks out there? But also, how do they go about, you know, getting people into the practical solutions? Lay it on us. Give us a little sure. bit of the method behind the madness. Okay. So I like to explain this, and I have a post about this on my Instagram account. Um, if we need a haircut, we go to a hairdresser. <laughs> we don't go yeah. to an eye doctor or we don't go to a podiatrist if we need a haircut, correct? If we have foot problems, we go to a podiatrist, right? If we... <laughs> have an eye issue or need our eye checkup, we go to the, you know, the ophthalmologist. But what do people do when they need to learn about health and nutrition, right? They go to Google, they go to <laughs> friends and family, they go to, um, I don't know. I mean, they, they just learn a lot of misinformation on social media, right? Because there's so many wellness influencers or they turn to their own emotions. Like, here's a picture that got snapped of me when I was stuffing my face with Chinese food. It's like, oh, he didn't like his, he didn't like the choices he made. Like, you know, it's, they just get wrapped up in the feeling and they go really aggressive towards it. But, I but mean, yeah. I, just, I wish that in, in a perfect world, right? Lauren Dorman's perfect world, like everyone would have access to a registered dietitian at least once every year. That would be a beautiful thing. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I want people to have more access to the real, the real truth behind it all. Because I want to discuss the difference between nutritionists and registered dietitian right now. And That'd I think um, so many people have told me like, Lauren, you, more people need to know the difference between that. So um, first of all, a registered dietitian needs to get their bachelor's in nutrition. And most actually do have their master's in nutrition, which I do. 
Then they need to go on and complete a 1,200-hour internship, pass a national exam, and continue and maintain their continuing education credits every five years. Okay, nutritionist is a self-proclaimed title that is not a legally regulated term. So, Steve, you could say right now, I'm a nutritionist, Lauren. I'll, I'll design a hell of a nutrition program for you. Okay. So anybody can call themselves a nutritionist. There's no education required. And believe it or not, a lot of these wellness influences are going to steal joy away from you, removing gluten and sugar and, you know, everything that you, that you can get joy from out of your life. And dietitians will not remove food groups. <laughs> All foods fit. That's what we, we teach. Yeah. And our bodies are not calculators. <laughs> So uh, I, I, just a quick side piece, because I want you to continue with what, where you're yeah, going with sure. this. But are, aren't there, the, I've, I've been exposed to this with even some previous guests I've had on from integrative health and wellness practices. Aren't there some tests that can actually show by, by blood what some food sensitivities are? Not allergies, but sen- potential sensitivities. Possibly, but I like to, I like to have clients learn what foods they feel best with and what foods don't make them feel their best. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, if they learn from um, a test done that certain foods do cause sensitivity, they could see if, if when they eat those foods, how they feel. But, um, you know, I, I, and I'm not so sure about that. The, I I agree with you though. The educational piece is is really where the power is, and having once again somebody like you to guide people. Everybody's on their own respective journey. Bodies are different shapes and sizes. They take in things differently, which you know is a lot of the point of some of those blood tests showing sensitivities. But you know, going back to really custom, you know, figuring out what what a particular person is all about and how they need things translated to them to, for it to really work is important. And I I definitely see people who are self promoted life coaches and all of that yeah. absolutely to promote yourself as a nutritionist. I, I could see people doing that without well, any formal training. And some of life coaches are are great. I mean, but when it comes to the actual nutrition information, if it's not if it's not doesn't seem sustainable to you. That's a huge word. Sustainable, realistic. If you could think like, you know what, I could do this for the rest of my life. Most people have blinders on and they're just like focused on just the here and now. And we want you to be focused on problem solving to, you know, understand like that there are barriers to some behavior changes. And it's not just all about food. It's about mental, physical, spiritual, social, like that makes up our health. So I don't like a lot of things that people think they know about food is actually very wrong. And this isn't a linear process. This is a journey. And, and, you know, when you focus more on the process and the journey and you focus less on an outcome, you actually do take care of your health better. Like, you know, we get to the mental health part of the discussion. One of my cousins completely cut pizza out of his diet straight up. That's never going to happen for me. No, and when you put food on a pedestal, you see food is a biological need, right? It's a basic physiological need that we all have, right? We need sleep, we need shelter, we need warmth, we need water, we need food. And when we think of food on this high pedestal, we typically end up binging. Um, binge eating disorder right now is actually the highest rate, highest eating disorder greater than anorexia and bulimia combined. 
in, in, in the United States. Wow. About 30 million people are struggling with eating disorders. And a lot of people think that it's normal because it's because disordered eating is normalized, but it's not normal. Hmm. But diets are disordered eating. If you're not feeling, you know, if you're feeling irritable and anxious and tired and you have constant thoughts of food and body, that's not health. That's poor health. You know, it's again, like I can't help but get away from the idea that, you know, food is a product. And, you know, instead of looking at it, you put it, you're like, just like you said, you put it on a pedestal, it might actually make some issues happen. Mm -hmm. Whereas you look at yourself, you look at a good process with a trained professional, mm -hmm. you're likely to end up where you want to be. And that's, uh, there's almost no way to buy that as a suit off the rack. It has to be a custom tailored suit. Yeah. And your body's actually so much smarter than a diet. The diet industry, <laughs> if you want to know what, one huge secret, I mean, some people know this, but it's that the diet industry wants you to fail because <laughs> they want to keep making money. It's a yes. $78 billion industry that's focused on insecurities and focused on the thin ideal that, you know, 90% of people cannot attain. It might be a stretch to say that my body is smarter than a diet, especially if you have a steady diet of insanity. But it, I, you know, I, I completely agree with you. And that's again, everybody's body is different. And that's another thing, like you know, the looking at the product, the outcome, the shallowness of certain things sometimes, where everything's about an image. You know, everyone's trying to do something so they get a particular image of themselves, where everybody has their own type of image that they could portray to themselves and to the rest of the world. So especially when it comes to how your body processes food and how you know, actually you actually get nourished, like why wouldn't that be the same kind of discussion? <laughs> exactly. And the, the, the guarantee for most of the time is that a diet will cause future weight gain, right? It's going to cause short-term weight loss, but then future weight gain, increased hunger hormones, decreased metabolism, increased fat storage. Um, because the diet, you never fail the diet. Your biology and your body is smart. It doesn't want to be, it thinks you're on a desert island and you have no food. You know, all <laughs> this low calorie uh, nonsense that's out there and people are just walking around with, you know, food obsession thoughts and um, fatigue and actually a lot of guilt and shame as well around food. I mean, I'm a foodie. I love food. I'm a food enthusiast. But, you know, when it gets to be like, especially activity wise, like every thought that people have is about their next meal it starts to drive me crazy a little bit. And it's, you know, I feel like, you know, from our hometown, we've been surrounded by it plenty, pl pretty much all of our lives and some great food around here. Don't get me wrong. I can't, I can't think about not having the food in central yeah. Jersey here, but it's uh, you can't put it on a pedestal. Like you have to no. figure out what's going to work best for you. And when you focus on how you feel physically feel and you tune into your satisfaction level and fullness, which is something that society doesn't teach. And I teach that people walk away with the left on their plate and they're surprised because they're actually having this self-awareness of their body. So like you went on this vacation and you had all this food and you enjoyed it and you were joyful, but did you tune into your body's satisfaction and did you eat past fullness? <laughs> Uh, maybe once or twice. Yes. But, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. Cause it is about, about the madness. And, uh, you know, there is definitely some mental health aspects to this, which we're going to, we're going to touch on as well, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Lauren Dorman, the don't diet dietitian. Stay with us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. Not just me, though. We're chatting with Lauren Dorman, Don't Diet Dietitian, LLC, registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. Lauren, this is the madness part of the show, the artistic observational views that you have, the stories you have from the field. No subject to taboo. Anything goes. I just wanted to throw a couple things out there real quick. You know, you started your career, you were talking about really focused on the diabetes side of things. It's a very sensitive topic in our household. My father-in-law passed away from a massive diabetic heart attack just about 10 years ago uh, at the age of 60. You know, it's something where it's definitely very controllable for people. Some people have have you know crazier issues than others, but you know overall didn't take care of himself. Wasn't really the best patient. You know, lots of topics of discussion around that. But you know, the a couple of pictures and things from some of your colleagues in the industry, as well as things that you pass around, really struck me. Things like the the Last Supper type of diet cycle that people go through. You know, one thing that you spoke about before, uh, you know, not everybody's body size is the same. There is so much madness to discuss around this topic. You know, people really having that image of themselves. They have to be the, perf- the perfect 10 type of model. Like not everybody's body that works that way. It hasn't since the beginning of time. Like, you know, you talk about we, we were just talking about this the other day, like all the different art and sculptures and statues in Europe. It's like, do they all look like they have the same exact perfect body type? No. But yet these are just some of the examples of madness that surrounds this entire topic. So we know that there's a lot of madness here, Lauren. We got to hear some of it straight from the horse's mouth. Talk to us a little bit about some of the stories from your travels. Sure. So a lot of my stories start with what, you know, their doctor refers them to me, right? Usually. Uh, Or it's a friend that's referring or it's a therapist. And 
they're telling me a lot of the times um, stories from the medical system, right? Like, like they're doctors and, you know, all respect for doctors, you know, but doctors are not registered dietitians and doctors live, we all live in diet culture. It's a weight centric system. And um, what doctor, what, what healthcare professionals in general and society does is probably this yo-yo effect of dieting, right? Like they're trying to impact and help the person like, but unintentionally they are actually doing harm because their advice is not sustainable or realistic. Like we talked about before and yo-yo dieting increases the risk of heart disease. So when a doctor is just focused on weight loss and isn't explaining health behaviors or habits, you know, some simple strategies, like how I approach my clients, a lot of clients are shamed from healthcare professionals and that shame, and actually there's studies that prove that, you know, telling someone you're going to die unless you do something, uh, doesn't necessarily help them to, to Im improve that goal or do what they're supposed to do. I mean, empowerment is where I come in. Right. And I empower, I don't shame and I sit with you and I don't judge you and I understand and I listen. So, um, yeah, a lot of this comes in and then there's clients that have told me that their nutritionist that they went to before has given them advice that made them have, you know, constant hunger and fatigue and binging developed and poor self image and um, just walking around angry, even poor sleep. And this is advice from nutritionists, you know, uh, certain advice that I can think of that's very harmful is don't eat after seven o'clock. There's actually uh, some clients whose, whose health teachers told them that advice, and that's mm -hmm. not um, that's not based on science. You can eat <laughs> after seven o'clock. I mean, <laughs> that's okay. I mean, if you're eating and you're physically not feeling good and you're not hungry, I mean, that's a different that's different. But um, you know, we go through all that, and so it's a lot of poor advice. But again, unintentional. But people just don't understand because all that advice is the what, the what, not the how and the why again. And we have to focus individually and personalize everyone. Not everybody can fit into this one size fits all, right? 100%. I mean, education, it's funny because I, I think about this all the time. My dad's a retired teacher with New York City Board of Education and never wanted to be a teacher. My, my mother-in-law is a retired teacher from Perth Amboy, New Jersey. But yet there's a lot of what I do and what you do and what a lot of a lot of folks do, especially folks I've interviewed on the show, that really does revolve around education. The education leads to engagement of services or, you know, consultative advice and thoughts. And that leads to the em empowerment of, of people to really kind of be them their best selves. And yet, you know, you talk about people say, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to die. Like, if you don't do this, you're, like, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. It's when you're talking about any product or service or that's that's out there, a lot of people will try to scare you. What you know, whether you're a business or a personal, in, you know, individual approach, they'll scare you into doing something. Yeah, and I just it, it it bugs me all the time. Well, and a lot of people have that mean, harsh inner critic, right? Imagine if you had a best friend that you kept telling that best friend every day how horrible your body looked and how you should be doing this and should be doing that. I mean, you'd have a pretty, you wouldn't have a good relationship with that friend. <laughs> so, you know, you're not going to have a good relationship with yourself 
to take care of yourself from a self-care framework, um, you're not going to have confidence or self-esteem to put forth intentions for your health. So, so you talked about about that potential friend who might be like you know talking about body type all the time. You, you have these ten principles of intuitive eating going on, and one of them that I saw was kind of talked about curtailing, getting rid of the bot, the food police. I definitely yeah. <laughs> definitely challenge the food police. I know definitely some folks that'll that'll look at you know their spouses at the table and be like, "Are you really having that other cookie? Are you having that extra piece of bread? Like, not really productive." It's not, and it actually makes the person want to eat more (laughs) 90% of the time because I've been doing this work for so long. And um, it's not, it's a shame. It's a shame spiral. And it's like, you're commenting on my body. You're commenting on my food choices. And then the brain kind of goes to, well, now I want to eat more to kind of cope with that emotion of feeling that, that shame or that failure feeling, you know? Um, But I... I uncover and I get to like the underlying, like I stitch, I don't band-aid. The world is band-aid, right? We talked about that with the fish song um, yep. before we got. So yeah, can you say what the fish song, the lyric? Yeah, yes, I can. And I've, I've definitely referenced it on the show before, but the song Sand that Fish Sings says, you know, along the way, if you can heal the symptoms but not affect the cause, it's quite a bit like trying to heal a gunshot wound with gauze. I think right. there's a and lot there. Thing, yes. And diets won't fix the problems from your pride. Like each diet isn't going to fix the problem. It's going to make things worse. See, who would have, who would have thought you could get some wisdom from a fish show at the garden, you know? It, it's going to make you feel more out of control around food. And, you know, a lot of people feel very uh, uncomfortable talking about their relationship with food. It's kind of a, a hidden, you know, shameful thing. Um, I want to talk a little bit about diabetes, though, if that's okay, because you Please. did bring that up. And Please. many, this is really important, and I actually want to devise a course or program that can get out there to help more people with diabetes that actually says, learn how to control your diabetes by adding carbohydrates. Because the misinformation out there is less carbs, less carbs, low carbs. and that's actually super harmful because our bodies need a certain amount of carbs every day just to function. And I, I want some of your listeners to think about their, like, like if they're irritable or they're anxious, um, if they feel some depressive symptoms, um, lack energy, if any of that is kind of a theme in your life, you might want to take a look at your nutrition and see if you're eating adequate carbohydrates. Just because you have diabetes... <laughs> Doesn't mean you need to restrict carbs. That is, will your sugars get lower from restricting carbs? It may or may not, but the, the reality is that your biology of your body and every single organ in your brain need energy to function every day, right? And it's just about how you balance your meals and your snacks, which I you know have visuals and meal planners and all that but in a very flexible way that works with that person's needs. I've helped improve A1C levels. I don't know if you're familiar with that level. Yeah. So, you know, some people start at between a nine and a 13%, which is an average sugar of a 190 to 300, let's say. And they improve all the way to seven, six to 7% with adding carbs, with having the balance, with eating throughout the day regularly. 
Because you see, when you skip meals as well, your liver over-releases sugar in your body. So if someone's only eating two meals a day and they have diabetes, that's not help. That's not going to help your blood sugar levels improve. And while certain things out there, you talk about like diet trends and all that, while they might have an, an interesting process about them, I, I, keto comes to mind a lot. Like for me, it's like people go crazy hardcore on keto and they'll, they'll eliminate every single carbohydrate from their lives. And if somebody feels great mentally, physically, emotionally, and they're doing keto, great. That's very, it's rare, but I don't, you know, I don't have any problem with that. If that, it, you know, everyone, everyone's, eating habits, if it works for them in their life and they feel good and they don't have this hyper-focus or this stress or anxiety over food every day, then that's okay. But if, if they're following keto or they're following intermittent fasting and they're having these poor mental health effects, and I've seen these clients, like you said, the stories, I've seen you know women who have really bad GI issues and hair loss and fatigue and anxiety from intermittent fasting and keto. Are there people that don't have those symptoms? Sure, but I'm seeing the people that have the really poor health effects from, from those diets. And then I'm coming in and I'm giving them a self-care framework and they're feeling their GI system's improving, they have less headaches, they have more energy, they, they understand the right balance of food, they have more self-compassion. So it's just a beautiful thing to see that they're finally healing. Yeah. And I mean, just straight off the bat, like, again, diabetes sensitive topic around our house is something we take seriously. But you talk about A1C levels, like if people like to eat as much as I do, I'm definitely an animal going out to dinner later. You know, but but they eat as much as I do. They have the potential at, at around this age of their A1C level might be more elevated and they become pre-diabetic. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Actually. So if you go a really long time without eating, Steve, what happens? Like, let's say you went from, I don't know, 9 a.m. to like 3 o'clock without eating. What's going to happen at that 3 o'clock? Sounds like yesterday, except it was 6 o'clock. Okay. (laughs) What happens? Well, typically, I come back and eat anything and everything. I tried to curtail myself, and I had a, a, a a chicken Caesar salad, and that was really it. Typically, the longer that you wait to eat, the more you don't really have control over that eating and you eat past fullness. And that's just a biology. You can't fight biology, right? Yes. So your body needed more energy earlier in the day. So now it has to make up for it. Another important, important thing that a lot of clients learn with me is they're like, Oh, I didn't realize that like, you know, you have eggs in the morning and then you have just a salad with chicken at lunch. And then you have steak and vegetables at dinner. And then all of a sudden they're in the cabinet all night eating, you know, ice cream and chips and cookies. And I said, hold on, did you eat enough during the day? And they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that that would affect my evening habits. Yes, striking a a nerve and definitely hits home (laughs) raiding the closet and cabinet late at night. We got to take a quick break, Lauren, but we'll be right back with the don't diet dietitian herself, Lauren Dorman, when we come back. Stay with us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. 
Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy, joined by Lauren Dorman, the Don't Diet dietitian herself. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today, Lauren. I know we've been talking about it for some time. I think this is a very important topic of discussion that people should listen to early on in the year and look to get a little bit of guidance from somebody like yourself instead of just going on the Internet trying to figure out what's the right move for them, joining the gym, joining some type of diet program that people are shoving in your face everywhere. This is, this is an important discussion. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to talk a little bit, if it's okay, about good, bad foods. Is that okay? And healthy. That, and not that's, that, that's great. This is the message part of the show, okay. baby, from Weekend Insight to Monday Impact. So let's do what it. Do Leave everybody here? some sound bites. What do we have here? Looks like an orange to me. Looks like a Hershey bar. Okay, so what are your thoughts immediately? What's mo- most people's thoughts? Um, yeah, for for I would think most people's thoughts are the orange is healthier than the Hershey bar. But me, I'll eat everything. I'm an equal opportunity guy. Okay, so what if what if I changed your mindset, right? Which I do with with everyone I work with, and I set, tell you that there's actually no food that is unhealthy or healthy or good or bad, and you're living with that you're living with that mindset, and you're neutralizing food. I, I, that, I love that type of mindset. That's yeah, totally and, me anyway. And in that mind, because if you say something is like, and especially for, you know, the school programs that I do, I, I make sure that, to, to, you know, the teachers and health teachers understand not to do this, but um, labeling the foods as healthy and not healthy actually gives you the wrong idea about the food and it puts it on a pedestal. And then you're going to want to eat how many of these? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, I not, see you've been I see you've been in my pantry before. And not feel physically good. But what if we had both of these together at the same time and maybe added some nuts or some cheese? Do you think you'd feel kind of satisfied and nourished and, and that would be like a nice wide variety of food, right? I'm a smorgasbord type of guy, so I'll yeah. take everything all at once, yes. 
So instead of like focusing on the food as just the health, think about social time, movement, think about hydration, rest, stress management, think about honoring of balance and variety, honoring your hunger and fullness, nourishing your your soul, but also like making food like joyful, right? And having mindfulness and having self-compassion, most of the time this works really well. So it's a mindset shift. I I couldn't agree more. And again, it goes to a lot of the discussion of being consultative and everybody kind of being their own, their own vessel, their own journey, their own independent type of entity, where a lot of times the diet and self-proclaimed nutritionists and folks out there that are pushing some type of agenda, you know, really is just, it might be trying to shove a square peg into a round hole. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, yes, there are less nutrient dense foods, but the reality is you're going to feel better with more nutrient dense foods, right? Physically and mentally, but there's a place for joyful food. And in excess amount, you might say, oh, I don't really feel that good when I have five donuts, right? But it's not coming from, I shouldn't have the five donuts. It's kind of like coming from within yourself. What do I, how do I feel? What sounds good? What's going to keep me nourished? Or you shouldn't have eaten a hundred dollars worth of Chinese food all at once. But hey, you know it's Christmas. Yeah, exactly. But 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 yeah, it's it, it, you know, anything. Look, moderation for most things. Like some people tend to have that all or nothing personality, and I know you come across that in what you do as well. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I, you know, I see it a lot of times. Whether it's a, you know somebody as an individual or a business owner, it's it, it's kind of like an all or nothing mentality, and it's. It's not always like that. There is a middle of the road. There is middle ground. There's multiple lanes of traffic that you can you can try and play. But this is one one of those things, especially if you're a foodie. I feel like I'm, you know, if I'm trying to stop myself at any point, if I see something else that I'm into, I'm like, oh, I gotta try it. Yeah, I mean, and the all or nothing is not getting you anywhere. And it's actually, it's it's not healthy to have those thoughts all the time. Of, I'll be better tomorrow. I shouldn't be doing this. What's wrong with me? That's not health. That that's all in your brain, and you're having those constant thoughts that are, you know, affecting and causing stress actually in your body. I, I had a friend, you know, recently who cut red meat out of his life at the ripe old age of 42 for the first time. You know, went like maybe a month or so, and then went out to dinner and had some, and he was sick for a few days. Like his body couldn't handle it anymore. Interesting. Yeah. And again, if like that person feels no stress mentally around restricting meat and they feel good, like that, that works. But if they're like thinking about meat all the time, that's a problem. So we have, you know, all of us are different human beings and we have different preferences and different, um, you know, likes and dislikes. And um, so I work with an individual, you know, see, see how your mental, physical and emotional health will handle all this. I know you have, you know, a lot of, you know, quick little checklists of, you know, and, and, and quick little bullet points of things that people should really be thinking about with all of this. But, you know, I love the, you know, where we started your whole mission of everyone should have access to a registered dietitian. So why don't you tell everybody just how easy it is to get in contact with you and, you know, what the initial steps look like so they really can get some guidance before the year gets underway. Sure. So I do offer a one-on-one program and then I offer a group program. Um, group program is virtual. One-on-one is virtual or in person. And then I offer school workshops and business wellness workshops. Um, I'm also working with the medical health uh, field to empower them to help their clients with 
eating behaviors and issues and food and body struggles. Uh, so when I believe in the show notes, you will put my the access to my free guide. It's 10 ways to approach nutrition from a self-care standpoint. So it, it's really, a, it's a, a lot of people have given me great feedback. It's just 10 simple ways that you can just approach, you know, take care of your health. And that has nothing to do with dieting. I am on Instagram as don't diet dietitian, pretty sim simple to find. But um, yeah, I mean, when you work with me, you learn that, you know, you're pursuing health and you're not, you're not dieting anymore. You're not restricting anymore. You're, you're really coming from within with those, that intuitive mindfulness. And um, yeah, I mean, many clients have told me that it doesn't only transform their relationship with food, but it transforms their relationship with their spouse, their kids, their families. Like they just feel an overall sense of peace and calm once they can get that brain, less brain space around food and body. You said so many of my magic words there, Laura, and it's, you know, while I'm not somebody who necessarily practices it, I do believe your health comes first no matter what. Yeah, you have your health, you have happiness, you have peace, and then ultimately everyone likes to get get some wealth, right? But a lot of times people focus on that end product and they miss the first three. And, you know, the, what working with someone like you as a registered dietitian is, is, is probably a great foundation to go in the right direction. So once again, thank you for joining me here today. Love what you're doing and how you're doing it. Love don't don't diet dietitian, although it's hard to say, but it's uh, it's the mentality is right where I, is perfect for me. Before I let you go for the day, we're going to revisit your answers to my questions. So when I asked you who your favorite movie or TV show character was, you said Leonardo DiCaprio, mm -hmm. which, you know, I know some folks that give me an answer like that is like any specific character. It's like I have a bunch of them with Leo. In fact, a bunch of them are actually based on real people, but our heads kind of went to the same place. You said Frank Abagnale from Catch Me If You Can. So that, that's a great one to me. And then right after that, you said uh, Jordan Belfort from Wolf of Wall Street. So obviously a, a crowd favorite these days. But uh, when I feel like you, you felt like you couldn't say uh, some type of Leonardo DiCaprio character without referencing Titanic. Yep. So J Jack Dawson. A love story was on the other day. It's like my kids asked me, he's like, why are you watching this? Like every, I, for some reason, when I see it, I can't help but turn it on. Like it's, just, yeah, I don't know, cap it's captivating somehow. Yeah, long movie. <laughs> it's a tough one to get sucked into if you find it on TV. And when I asked you what your favorite movie was, you said Million Dollar Baby. And, you know, you, you were helping out the people that you do and, pu and putting up some with some of the yeah. fights and the struggles yeah. that people have had. I, I, I think of you as the Million Dollar Baby with the right folks in, in, in the corner a little bit, which is very cool. And then uh, as far as the music world, you said the piano and Tori Amos, which love that answer. Actually, I think that's the first time that one's been mentioned on the show. So love that. 106 episodes later, we got there and uh, you look uh, absolutely ravishing as Tori Amos. Thanks. But uh, once again, this is, uh, this is a phenomenal topic of discussion. Those of you who are first starting out 2023 and you've made the New Year's resolution, uh, new year, new you type of mentality, you got to listen to this. You have to get a registered dietitian in your corner. You have to give Lauren Dorman a call at Don't Diet Dietitians. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will be back next week, Friday, 11 a.m., right after the birthday boy, Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus, right here on talkradio.myc. Take care, everyone. See you soon.
business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 